Girlfriends, episode number 106, Own Your Day. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week we're talking about owning your day, owning your life, getting organized and taking responsibility for how you spend your time. I know I need some help. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends. How are you? Glad you're here. Glad you're joining me for another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I'm thrilled to be here. It's actually lunchtime on Monday. I usually try to record early in the morning. I had about a million things I had to slog through this morning before I could even think about recording a podcast. So it wasn't a big fat fight with Dan that put off this week's podcast. So that's the good news, unlike last week. Um, but I just didn't get to it till I'm like, I'm just going to have to do this on lunch break. And so now it's midday and I'm in my car because the kids are off from school for some weird reason. They call it competencies. I never heard of this before. Anyway, my big kids are home from school today and the house is madness. There are even friends over and it's crazy. So I packed up my stuff, including my awesome cup of coffee. Let me tell you. Okay. Mystic Monk produces awesome coffee and they are not a sponsor of this podcast. Okay. I'm not getting paid to tell you this. I love Mystic Monk coffee. It's coffee produced by monks. I believe they're in Wyoming. Um, and some people are sponsored by Mystic Monks like Sacred Heart Radio. So if you're going to order some Mystic Monk coffee, which is awesome and you should order it, uh, do it through a link that helps out somebody like the Sunrise Morning Show, Sacred Heart Radio, Annie Mitchell, my dear friend. Anyway, I'm drinking chocolate cherry coffee. I know I used to be a snob about flavored coffees, but why would I do that? They're such a delight. <laughs> I love this chocolate coffee and I love all their Christmas blends and I'm still drinking their Christmas blends and I probably will right up until springtime. Anyway, really good coffee. So anyway, I sneaked out here to the car with my laptop and my coffee so that I could talk with you all in this beautiful January weather. It's actually about 25 degrees today, so uh, I call this beautiful. You can actually, on our road where we live, you can see the pavement on the road. This, you know, some of you may not even understand that, but this is a major accomplishment. This is good news. I, I don't run outdoors generally during January and February just because the roads are so icy. Um, I'm probably not going to run outdoors today. I did a weights workout this morning. Woohoo. Uh, but the, I could. I probably safely could if I if I wanted to, if I were feeling crazy. Anyway, not doing that. Um, I wanted to share with you a cute story, something that my Danny, who's still cute, he's 11, he's my baby, he shared with me this uh, past week. I went out and I got my nails done. Okay, aside, I once talked to you guys about how I do my own nails. Well, I have recently been addicted to getting my nails done. I know it's bad because I've invested in the equipment to do like gel nail polish at home. And yeah, sorry, David and our other <laughs> couple of male listeners <laughs> or ladies who don't care about nails. Um, just a little sidetrack here talking about nails. Anyway, I've gotten addicted to getting my nails done just because it's so nice to have them professionally done and then not even think about them for like three weeks. Anyway, I went out and got my nails done last week. And Dan, my husband, doesn't generally like it when I wear the dark polishes, but I love the dark polishes. Like 
the grays. I don't really like to wear black, but I like to wear dark gray. That is like actually in the wintertime, my favorite color to wear. Sometimes I'll put a little sparkle on it, but I really just like it. I like it with all of my, the colors I wear in wintertime. I just think it's a really cool look. Anyway, Dan doesn't care for it, um, but this time I did get the dark gray, and I didn't even know Danny was aware of all that. But then um, a little while after I had gotten home after having my nails done, um, I just teased Danny and said, hey, you haven't even noticed yet. You haven't even told me how fabulous my nails look, and I like showed him my nails, and he said, oh, I noticed. I just, you know, to be honest, I don't, I don't really care for the colors. <laughs> But then he gave me this cute little smile and he said, and this just touched my heart. He said, but that's fine. I know you didn't do it for me and you didn't do it for Papa. You did it for you. And I'm glad. How sweet is that? How sweet is that? That this little boy is that aware of this. And he was 100% right, of course, because I had made that decision. <laughs> I'm not getting these nails done for Dan. I'm getting them done for me because I like this color. Um, anyway, I thought that was very sweet. And I think he's going to make a good husband someday. So if you have an 11-year-old or thereabouts girl, I'm totally open to the arranged marriage <laughs> conversation. <laughs> he's going to be a keeper. Anyway, super cute. Another point that I want to make, I want to tell you about, and some of you probably saw this on social media, I've been sharing it over the past couple of weeks, that I'm going to be doing another podcast, sharing with Lisa Hendy. We're going to be hosting together, and um, we're going to be coming out with it probably in March. And I'm super excited to do this podcast with Lisa. I think it's going to be a fun kind of vibe between the two of us. Um, so I'm happy to have that launch date. I don't have the exact date yet, but it's going to be in March of this year that we're going to launch this new podcast that's um, from Catholic Mom. And it's going to be 30 week, 30 minutes, sorry, 30 minute weekly show where the two of us are either in conversation about a topic or interviewing an author or some Catholic of note about a topic of interest to Catholic moms. So it's very much going to be along the lines of what we do here, but with more fun because Lisa Hendy and other people are going to be part of the mix. So I'm super excited about that. Also, I want to give a shout out to all the awesome ladies in Maryland. I was there this past weekend uh, giving my You're Worth It retreat, and it was such an awesome day on Saturday. We had so much fun, and I was thrilled to run into a number of Girlfriends podcast listeners, and I even tricked some of them into making a little recording with me when the retreat was over. So take a listen. Hey, everybody, it's Danielle, and I'm here in Huntington, Maryland, where we just had an awesome day retreat with the women here at Jesus Divine Word Parish. We had a wonderful day talking about You're Worth It, talking about all the different stories of the Gospels where Jesus is interacting with women and what that means for us today. And there are some podcast listeners here. I was so excited to meet some real life girlfriends. So I'm going to have them each just give a little introduction to themselves and share something with you personally. I'm going to start with Sam because she's already been on the Girlfriends podcast. So Sam, you go first. So glad to officially meet my girlfriend, Danielle, <laughs> after years and years of following her and had an absolutely amazing retreat after been on many, 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 many retreats. And this was just such an amazing day. So if you have the opportunity to get her to come to your church, please do, because it was such a wonderful day full of so many fruits. Hi, this is Say who you are. okay. Maria Duggan. Yeah, you're just right in there. Okay, right there. Um, <laughs> Maria Duggan, and it's I have listened to the podcast, and I have felt very familiar with you, very, very welcome, and it's like 
I had talked to you on the telephone the night before because you talk things about that I was struggling with. So it was a pleasure to meet you and to see you smile. I could hear you smile, but to see you smile and you touch so many people's lives and I am one of them. So it was great to see you. And yes, do bring her to her par- to your parish yeah. uh, and let us know where in case we can come too. <laughs> I love that. Thanks, Maria. Hi, I'm Kathleen Bruner and I have followed you on and off somewhat through Sam Fatsinger. And I do a lot of counseling with women in crisis pregnancies and your book, um, You're Worth It. And your women of the Bible stories and a lot of your discussion is really going to help me in the work that I do, as well as my own home and family life. Thank you. We loved meeting you. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Hi, I'm Chaya Bauer, and um, I came, and Danielle was so welcoming and wonderful because my husband's out of town, and I had to bring my kids to this <laughs> retreat that all the moms are getting away from their kids, and everybody was so wonderful and welcoming and sweet, and I'm so glad I came because the um, your words just spoke right to my heart, and I just feel so fed, and I always feel fed every time I listen to Girlfriends, and it's and I laugh with you and I I felt like a little starstruck when I met you and it's so great. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> it's so exciting. And so I'm you are just such a huge blessing to me and my family and I just cannot thank you enough. So oh, thank you so much. It's very sweet. Thank you all. I've really enjoyed this time and we're gonna enjoy some more time together as girlfriends. But now we're gonna break because I need to take a selfie with these girls. All right. Okay. Take care. Bye. <laughs> So those were some of the voices of the awesome ladies, awesome girlfriends that I had the opportunity to meet in person when I was in Maryland doing the You're Worth It retreat. They were so kind to say such good things about the retreat. And um, if you are interested in having me come to your parish, possibly to do the retreat, um, I have limited availability in the coming year, but I'm hoping we can work it out for a few different venues. So um, we can con- you can find out more information. You can contact me through daniellebean.com forward slash retreat. There's a little form you can fill out there to get all the information you might need about bringing your worth it to the women of your parish and your community. And I just want to say that, you know, whenever I get the chance to meet with people in real life like that, that I've connected through the podcast with, I am always struck again and again by the fact that it really makes a difference getting together in person. There's such value there. There's such a deep connection. We can really connect through the podcast, and I greatly value the ways in which we can communicate with one another, share with one another, and build community through the podcast. But nothing can replace that in real life, in-person connection. Connection. So um, thank you so much to the ladies of Maryland for making me feel so welcome and uh, being so kind throughout the day on Saturday and accommodating me and listening to me. So um, I really had a great retreat day and it was helpful to me. I, it wasn't necessarily a retreat because I was putting it on, but it is, it's been a little while since I did one of the retreats. It was uh, probably back in November that I did the last one. So it was a nice refresher for me because all of these themes that we talk about in You're Worth It, the things we talk about here at Girlfriends, I need the reminders as much as anybody else. So yeah, definitely was a fruitful weekend for me in Maryland. So talking about stuff I need reminders about, that's this week's topic. Stuff I need reminders about. How to own your day. Oh my gosh, I really need this. And by own your day, I'm talking about 
really being responsible for and deliberate about, purposeful about, intentional about how you're spending your time. I can get so easily off track here. Um, all it takes is one day, like today, like the kids are home from school. So I'm a complete wrench thrown in the works of all my plans for the day. Um, that sort of thing, I think, is just more often than not how it goes around here, how my life goes. Um, working from home has its own challenges. It has a lot of benefits and I'm able to be flexible in a lot of ways and I love it and I wouldn't trade it for anything. But it's also very challenging if you don't go into it with a plan. Um, same for a mom who's at home with little kids. It's so easy to have your day completely get away from you and feel like you're a victim of it all. So let's talk about that. How do we overcome that? How do we make sure that what we say our priorities are line up with how we're actually spending our time, how we're actually spending our time and energy every day. What does that look like compared to what you say you value, compared to what you say are the principles by which you want to live your life? So first of all, I've got, so I've got four different points I want to make here. The first one is to recognize the power that you have in this situation. The recognize that you get to choose how you spend your time. This was huge for me. This was like, Early on in my motherhood, I felt completely overwhelmed by just my daily responsibilities and, uh, you know, just being at home with little kids and trying to, you know, kind of run a household, get dinner on the table, keep up laundry, that sort of thing. Um, and I felt like a victim of it all. Honestly, I did. And I kind of bought into that mindset. And it really took uh, years later, I've mentioned this this book on the podcast before, and it's a big book for a lot of women, but I think there's a whole new generation of women who've never heard of it. Um, a book called Mother's a Mother's Rule of Life. And it's written by Holly Pierlow, um, a really nice lady that I used to work with professionally a little bit. She wrote for me for some magazines that I used to work on. I've kind of fallen out of touch with her, so I don't know what she's doing these days, but super smart lady, um, really uh, had a beautiful, beautiful soul and approached motherhood. And she was a homeschooler, so she had a lot on her plate, um, just in a really kind of spiritual way that I found challenging. Um, so that book, Although in, in the book, if you do get a copy of it, I'll put a link in the show notes for anybody who's interested in checking out A Mother's Rule of Life by Holly Pierlow. Her last name is spelled P-I-E-R-L-O-T. Um, she's Canadian. And um, anyway, if you're interested in checking it out, do, but know that I never once in my life followed the actual rule as she lays it out in this book, okay? <laughs> she lays out like what a mother's rule should look like. And when she's talking about a rule, she means like, you know, the rule of St. Benedict, the rules that monasteries and convents might be run by, um, sort of an order of your life. And she applies that to a, a mom and how that same concept could be really helpful to a mom, even a mom who's home all day, just caring for little kids. And the idea that a rule of life is uh, kind of a good way to approach it. So like I said, I never did follow this book to the T and not that she really prescribes it that way. She doesn't really like say this is for everybody. Um, but you do kind of get that feeling like, okay, it needs to look at least a little bit like this uh, for it to be good. Um, anyway, I never did follow it exactly the way that she, she lays it out in the book. And, um, and I'm sure that she even, uh, you know, after a time adapted it as her life changed, as her circumstances changed, as her kids grew up and that sort of thing. Um, so know that going in, like, don't feel like you need to like make this, this book, this exact outline work for you. But what I did take away from that book that was super valuable to me was the very idea, the concept that I get to choose and that I was in charge of my life. 
And I realized after reading that book that I had fallen into that kind of victim mentality. Like my life is just happening to me and I'm responding to it. And that's a terrible way to approach your life. And it was very disempowering and it was making me miserable in a lot of ways that I hadn't even really reflected on. Um, So that was the number one thing. And that's the number one thing I want to say to you in talking about owning your day, taking charge of how you're going to spend your time. There are some parts of it that you're never going to be able to control, right? All those those wrench in the works that I mentioned, there's always going to be stuff like that that's going to happen in your life that throws you for a loop. But in a general sense, you do get to choose. You get to choose how you're going to spend your time, how you're going to how you're going to arrange your life. And based on your circumstances, you might have limitations, but there's always an element of of choice inside of whatever your circumstances are. Okay, so that's number one, just taking responsibility for the fact that you get to choose and losing that victim mentality, losing that idea that you can't control it, that you can with to some extent, you can, and it's your responsibility to do so. Okay, so number two, the step number two um, is decide what your priorities are. It's amazing to me and even in my own personal life, how often I'll find myself just kind of living day by day without having done this assessment. Like, am I spending my time on the things that I think are most important? Is my day lining up in accordance with what I say my priorities are? It's important to do that assessment. And in order to do that, you need to know what your priorities are. And you can do this in a formal way. You can write them out. Um, I remember from Holly's book, uh, she had them all starting with P's. But anyway, there are different categories where um, your personal life, your own, your own personal projects and your own personal development, parenting, being a mom, right? Um, your marriage, I think she called that one partner, um, then your work, whatever your work might be. And that might not mean working for a paycheck or working outside the home at all, but um, your work and your spiritual life um, with your with your creator. Um, so those, I think, are pretty good priorities for any mom. Um, so you could start there. They're pretty good priorities, actually, for anybody, even a single person. Um, you know, substitute the marriage one for a partner or potential partner or, you know, working on yourself or working on, on your dating life or, or whatever that might be. Um, and so I, you know, that's a good place to start, but you might have another category that you want to add in there. I don't know. I, and so you need to look at your life and assess what you think your priorities are. And, um, you know, if we're going to try to achieve some sort of balance and balance is a tricky word and it's actually a lie. Nobody's balanced. Okay. Nope. Like, Nobody's balanced. And and I loved what I heard somebody, I don't even know where I heard it, um, recently say the, you know, the idea that like picture yourself balancing like on a ball or on uh, on a board on top of a ball or something. Balance isn't static. Like we kind of get this idea in our head, like I need my life to be balanced. Like we think of it as balanced and it's like a fixed state, right? Balanced and all will be well and nothing will change or move. But if you're balancing, you're constantly moving. It's a constant flux. It's a constant change of direction and pressures in uh, different areas. And I think that's a great analogy for how it looks in your life, for what balance looks like in your life. There are going to be times when you're spending a ton of time on one kid or another, or a ton of time on your marriage, or a ton of time in your spiritual life, or a lot of energy on your work. Um, and the other the other parts of your life are going to be you know taken away from in order to to feed that one priority for that time and it just it happens in flux and the idea of balance is that there's time for everything appropriate time 
for everything. So decide what your priorities are. Decide what those should be. Be clear about it. Be clear about it in your own head. And I found this really helpful two years ago when I very first ever sat down to do it because I'd never really thought about it. I'd never really thought about all the things I'm trying to balance. I just was aware of all the different pulls I felt in different directions, but actually giving a name to it and a category to it. And, um, you know, you can write it down, you can make nice little tabs and folders and put it in a planner if you want, but it doesn't have to be that organized. But be clear in your own head about what your priorities are, decide what they should be, and what you think they should be. And in each of those categories, you can get this detailed. Think about like, what's the What's the bare minimum that you think you should be accomplishing every day in those categories or on a regular basis in those categories? Like for your spiritual life, what do you think is reasonable to expect of yourself? What's reasonable? Is it daily mass? Is it 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes at night? Is it saying a daily rosary? Is it, what is it? You know, you decide um, and, and, and write it down or at least be clear in your own mind about what it is that, you know, you think your, your, your work should be you know, on a regular basis, what what's reasonable for you to be doing for work, what's reasonable for you to be doing as a parent or in, you know, devoting time to your marriage, um, you know, but put it put it down and, and be clear about it. So decide what your priorities are, because we can't begin to balance things if we don't even know what we're talking about. And um, that's what I found so helpful years ago was just this concept of rather than, you know, having all of these things pulling at me in different directions in my head, it was helpful for me to just write it down and actually see on paper what I was trying to balance. And this is so true. Sometimes we spend so much mental energy just moving things around in our head and just getting it down on paper can be so freeing. I know I do this and I've seen professional organizers and, um, you know, other kinds of, uh, productivity gurus recommend this, that at the end of the day, before you go to bed, just write everything down that's spinning through your head that's going to disturb your attempt to sleep in the next, you know, six to eight hours. Uh, because that's what we'll do, right? We'll, we'll just run through our to-do lists in our heads. And part of it's because we're afraid we're going to forget something. Um, but it's so exhausting. It's mentally and spiritually and emotionally exhausting to constantly be repeating a to-do list in your head. Just write it down. Get it all down on paper so you know it's not going anywhere. So I definitely practice that. Um, I've shared with you before my practice of emailing myself to-dos for the next day. Um, that's that's a very helpful practice, but you could just do it. Just write it out. Just spill out your, dump everything that's in your brain onto a piece of paper. Anyway, um, in the same way, writing out what your priorities are, or what you think they should be can be very freeing because you don't even realize how much of your mental energy you are expending just trying to balance all of your stuff and trying not to forget anything. All right. Number three, step number three, after you recognize that you're in charge and you get to choose and after you decide what those priorities are and what kind of the basics are that you should be or you think is reasonable to expect yourself to be accomplishing in each of those on a regular basis, then then you're ready to write down a plan. Make a plan. And it can be super formal with, you know, all the tabs and color coordinated and all of that, or it, it can be very simple. But I think having the plan makes a lot of sense. And it might be something as simple as, and I did this when my kids were younger, um, having one, like a theme for each day. Um, when my kids were really little and we weren't doing any schooling or anything yet, it, it was helpful to me to like have a day like today I focus on like decluttering or um, today we focus on we do a lot of read aloud or all those things that you, you, you know, whatever it is, you fill in the blank what you think you should be spending your time on. But 
it might be helpful for somebody like me who works at home. And I've done this for sure. Like today's my meeting day. I schedule as many of my phone calls and meetings that I need to be doing on this day, if possible. Um, today's my email day. I make sure that I get down to inbox zero on this day. Or, um, you know, today's my like get off the internet and just hunker down and, you know, do the, the nitty gritty work or writing or the stuff that really requires my mental focus kind of thing. Um, so, you know, you pick <laughs> what you, you so it could be that that generalized having a theme for each day or it can be down to the minute the way that Holly Pierlow in her book kind of outlines um having a schedule for all of the different things having a schedule you know during this time in the morning that's when I do this and this time in the afternoon that's when I do this and it doesn't have to be you have every minute of your day scheduled out but having some some time set aside and actually calling it, you know, an appointment for a certain thing, I think is really helpful. And um, I'm not currently living a schedule with all of the different parts of my life functioning exactly that way right now. Um, but that's part of why I wanted to talk about this today, because I'm feeling like I really might need to do that because of the pull I feel in different directions. And with my recent job change, I'm feeling a shift in, um, you know, my responsibilities and I'm, I'm learning new things and new ways of working and um, new schedules and that sort of thing. And all of that comes with its own set of challenges. And and along with the, the feeling like, OK, so I'm going to I'm going to drop something important, though, because I'm taking on these other things or I'm making time to learn these new things or I'm spending energy on this. Um, so there there might be an opportunity for you to do something similar in your life right now that you, you know, write out the plan. It doesn't have to be down to the minute. But if there's on your list, that list that you decided on that I, I just talked you through writing down, right, and you're going to do it, um, look at your list and say, well, okay, I said I thought I should be you know, spending 10 minutes every morning in prayer before the kids get up. Okay, you have something concrete that you can make a plan for now. What time do the kids get up? Set your alarm for the right time. Have your, your books or, or your Bible or whatever you're going to use ready ready to go. Um, or if you said, I, you know, I think it's reasonable for my my uh, new fitness plan for me to go to go on a walk every day at lunchtime. Okay, now you have a concrete plan to make. What time is that going to be? Uh, are, make sure you have your, your shoes ready and your, your jacket ready to go and, um, you know, care for the kids or whatever it is you need to make that happen. So that's what I found was helpful was not only like writing down my priorities and then just, you know, plugging it in, figuring out what, what my day to day should look like. Um, but then there was just this tremendous relief. And this is what I want for you, girlfriends. I want you to have this relief, this peace that comes from having a plan. Because so many times, why why don't we feel at peace? Why do we feel frustrated? Why do we feel like we're failing at everything? It's because we don't have a plan. It's because we know all these other things that we should be doing. We want to be doing the good things we should be doing and we're not getting to it because we're doing all these other good things that are you know vying for our time and attention. But in the times of my life where I've been very deliberate about this, that's what struck me the most is the peace that I have, peace of mind and peace of heart because, you know, while I'm doing this one priority, whether it be like reading a book to my child or making a phone call to my great aunt who lives by herself and I know I should be making time for connecting with family more often, whatever the thing is that you're doing that you're spending time on, all the other things that you've decided are important are not being forgotten. They have a place. They have a time. There's going to be time later in the day that you've devoted to preparing dinner or taking care of your, your spiritual life or spending time on your own fitness or uh, spending time with your husband or whatever it is. 
You don't have to be worried about it every moment of every day and trying to squeeze it in. You have a plan. And that brings so much peace. It brings so much peace. Even though not every day is going to work out exactly like you planned, right? We've already talked about that. There are things that are come up. There's stuff that's just going to get thrown at you and your whole day is going to get turned upside down. That's fine. You know, that's life. And that's just something we need to deal with on this side of heaven. But having the plan in place, more often than not, the stuff that you say is important, that you've scheduled time for, that you've made a plan for, is going to be happening. And you can let go of that guilt and that that feeling of unrest that comes from knowing there are other things you need to be doing and you don't have a plan for it yet. When you have a plan for it, when you have a time set aside for it, there's great peace of mind that comes from that. So make the plan in whatever way makes sense to you. We all have our our different ways, um, our different temperaments and personalities. You might be hyper organized. You might be more lax, and you might you might feel really threatened and overwhelmed by a, a written out schedule that's you know hour by hour, day by day. You don't it doesn't have to look like that. Make it a schedule and a plan that works for you, that makes you feel good about how you're approaching your day, your morning, your afternoon, your week, your month, your life. Okay? Own your day. All right. The last step, I've already walked you through, right? Recognize that you get to choose. Decide what your priorities are and what the minimum is that you think you could reasonably be expected to do on a regular basis in each of those categories. Then make your plan. Okay, number four, this is the key. Start right now. Start it. Work on it right now. Don't put this off and say, okay, uh, I'll do it at the start of next month. Or, okay, after this work project is done. Or, okay, after I potty train the three-year-old. Or whatever it is, you know, that you're tempted to put it off until after. Don't do that. Start right now. Start this week. Start this afternoon. Start this evening. Make time to plan your life. Spend a little time investing now. I promise you the investment's going to pay off and peace of mind. It's not all going to go perfectly, but just having that plan in place is going to bring you so much peace. And that's what I want for you. The peace that can come from having a plan in place, the peace that can come from knowing you do get a say in how you're spending your day. So own your day. All right. I know I didn't outline this perfectly. I know I left stuff out. I know you have stories about struggling to do this that you want to share with me. So send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com. Go to daniellebean.com to leave a voicemail. Connect with me on Voxer. Connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean on pretty much every social media. You can find me. And I do want to hear from you. I want to add your voice. I want to add your perspective to a future episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. So give me that feedback. Hey, do you like what we do here? Do you appreciate having access to girlfriends every single week? Is it helpful or encouraging to you in your everyday life to talk about the things we discuss here on Girlfriends? Well, if so, there's a convenient way that you can say thank you and encourage me to continue to record the Girlfriends podcast. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, is a simple system that allows you to pledge your support for this podcast to show your appreciation and encourage its production. At patreon.com forward slash girlfriends, you can make a pledge in any amount even just a dollar per episode makes a real difference. It's a simple way that you can show your appreciation and give real support to the podcast that you enjoy listening to. I want to thank our newest supporters on Patreon, Tracy and Lindsay. Thank you, girls. And if you want to know more about how you can support the podcast through Patreon, please go to patreon.com forward slash girlfriends to find out more. Thank you so much. 
I also want to be sure to thank Ascension for partnering with me to bring you this podcast every week. Go to ascensionpress.com and click on channels. You can find more podcasts that are awesome and that will support you in your faith. There's all kinds of resources there. You can check out YouTube videos from Father Mike Schmitz. There's all kinds of Bible studies and other things that you could look into bringing into your parish, all available from Ascension at ascensionpress.com. Hi, Danielle. I just wanted to say that I think you starting a Facebook group would be an excellent idea and I would happily join it. Thanks for being such a beautiful witness. That was Randy on Voxer. Thanks, Randy, for the feedback. I appreciate it. And I've heard from others of you, too, through email and social media, that you would be interested in a Facebook group. So that's something I'm going to be looking into in the coming weeks. So look for more information on that in upcoming episodes of Girlfriends. Hey, Danielle. It's David. Uh, I find it hard to believe that you were in your 40s before you ever saw The Godfather. And that's unbelievable. But I'm glad, hey, better late than never. Um, a first, a little confession. Uh, because I've seen that movie, s- at least uh, seen one or two so many times, um, I am unable now, and this is wrong, I know, but it just shows the power of the scene. I am unable to attend a baptism where the you know uh renewal of baptismal vows or the the baptismal vows are being made do you reject satan i do and all his works i do and all his you know, all his pops i do i can't um i can't do that without picturing the you know the juxtaposition of mo green getting shot you know on the massage table uh as that's happening um at the baptism in the uh you know, in the movies. Uh, yeah, good stuff. So glad you enjoyed those. And yes, you shouldn't have waited so long, but guess what? You can watch them over and over and over again. Um, another great episode. Um, I don't have any idea for the name of your new podcast, uh, but good luck. I'm sure it'll be great. Um, the keeping score, you know, I don't have anything to add to that other than thank you for the reminder it's such an insidious thing, um, you know, that you have to kind of be vigilant against in terms of, you know, looking at your own life. Am I doing this? What is this anger fomenting, you know, rising in me? And why am I getting so upset about doing, uh, you know, more than my fair share or, you know, getting these things done? Shouldn't I be a joyful servant? Nobody needs a dour martyr uh, that will convert nobody. Uh, so thanks again for the reminder. Love the show. Um, and glad that you finally got to watch The Godfather. So I give thanks to God for the sickness that uh, allowed that to take place. Hope you're well. Take care. Bye. Thank you, David, as always, for that feedback. Yeah, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen The Godfather. Mo Green gets shot on the massage table. <laughs> Um, I think that's so funny that you shared that you uh, can't attend a baptism ceremony, which is so beautiful without thinking of those things. But you're right. That speaks to the power of the scene and the power of 
um, the way in which those movies are made. So yeah, uh, proceed with caution. If you have not already watched, I already told you <laughs> Al Pacino was in my brain and in my mind. Um, but one positive thing, <laughs> I think it's positive that came out of it was I decided my husband needed to step up his style game because wow, Michael Corleone was a dresser. I mean, the some I can't even you know those ties and some of the scarves and the coats. All oh, the coats. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I think I'm going to be buying some some clothes for Dan and hopefully he's not going to look like an Italian mobster. Uh, but anyway, uh, more fun with The Godfather. We were talking about that last week for those of you who didn't hear last week's show uh, because I had watched the movies for the first time ever and really enjoyed uh, spending time with Dan a lot of time because they're so long, um, uh, getting caught up with the rest of the world and watching The Godfather movies. So yeah, excellent, excellent stuff. And thank you to David for the reminder of the reminder about keeping score, because I found myself falling prey to it just this weekend. Uh, I once again, and it just seems like more often than not, this is the situation. I have no dishwasher, no electric dishwasher. I have children that can be dishwashers. I have myself that can be a dishwasher. Um, but I found myself falling into that this, this weekend with catching up with dishes after my trip to Maryland. I was home on Sunday and um, just wanting my kitchen to be in order, just wanting that piece that comes from order in my kitchen. And why am I the only one who can do it? Um, so yeah, always, always need that reminder, especially inside of our, our married relationships, that that keeping score has no place. If you have issues with the division of labor that are legitimate, discuss them outside of the moment in a rational, calm way. But that that martyr syndrome, that's got no place in anyone's family or marriage. So excellent reminders as always. Thanks, David. Okay, also from last week, I shared feedback from listener Victoria, writing from Australia, um, who was having some hesitation about enrolling her kids in Taekwondo because she was worried there might be some spirituality in there that might interfere with the way she wants to raise them in their Catholic faith. And I told you I was going to send it to my friend, Dr. Clarissa, who lives down in Laredo, Texas. I met her last year when I was there um, for the Your Worth It retreat that she was uh, organizing and putting together down there in Texas. Anyway, I, I knew she would have something to say because her husband runs a Taekwondo studio. And um, so I passed it along and she sure enough got right back to me. She said, good to hear from you. Interesting question. I'm humbled that you thought of me. I can understand how in today's world, practices like yoga can be seen as seemingly harmless when in reality, it is the application of many Eastern spiritual practices. However, unlike yoga, Taekwondo has no spiritual affiliation. The differences that may seem odd to a Western culture, like bowing instead of handshaking, stem from the Asian culture practice of greeting and respect. All movements are geared toward the efficiency of the techniques, kicking and punching. Its core tenets are courtesy, integrity, perseverance, indomitable spirit, and self-control. The practicing of the martial art for children has amazing benefits of physical fitness, self-control, discipline, respect, and hard work. The art itself aligns seamlessly with our faith. In fact, there is a large Catholic population within the Korean culture. As always, coaches and instructors should never be alone with children, and parents should remove their children when the instructor's values do not align with their own. The single greatest issue in choosing a Taekwondo school is the values preached and practiced by the instructors. She said, I hope that helps. My husband helped me out a bit. And by the way, she has baby number four on the way, which I didn't know. So congratulations, Clarissa, and thank you so much for your your professional and personal input. And thank you to your husband for also sharing his professional 
uh, opinion and information about the art of Taekwondo. Um, so we're going to add uh, baby number four, who is named Anna Maria already, who's going to be arriving early next month uh, to our prayers here in the Girlfriends community. Let's all pray for a happy and safe and healthy delivery for baby Anna Maria and for mom Clarissa down there in Laredo, where I bet it's nice and warm and sunny. It was when I was there anyway. I think it is pretty much year round. Anyway, let's not think too much about that. But anyway, thank you, Clarissa. And I hope that helps you out, Victoria. Thank you again. Again, so much for your question, which was very interesting. Uh, now I have an email to share from Catherine Boucher. Remember last week I recommended her new podcast while you were folding. Um, Catherine wrote in, hi, Danielle. I was in the middle of my Wednesday morning workout listening to the latest episode of Girlfriends when you said my name and started talking about my podcast. I couldn't believe it. Thank you for taking the time to give a shout out to while you were folding. I've been a devoted fan to the Girlfriends podcast since you began and you're a big part of the reason why I started my own show. Thank you for being the real voice for all of us imperfect wives and mamas of the world. I find so much encouragement and consolation in your show. You are the ultimate cheerleader for Catholic women, and I'm so happy for you in your new role at CatholicMom.com. Congratulations. When you got to the part of the episode when you talked about changing the toilet paper roll, I had to laugh. The previous night, I was complaining to my husband that we were getting, as we were getting ready for bed, that I had changed three toilet paper rolls in a row that day and was starting to feel like a maid. After I listened to your podcast, I had a perspective shift. I realized I needed to get a grip changing three toilet paper rolls in a row means I have at least three bathrooms in my house. God has blessed our home with multiple little people that are using said toilet paper. And yes, even changing the toilet paper roll is an opportunity for me to serve my loved ones. Thank you for a much needed reality check. I may not always smile when I find these opportunities to serve, but I'm getting better at taking deep breaths instead of letting out exasperated sighs. That's an improvement, right? God bless you in your ministry, Catherine Boucher. Thank you, Catherine. And yes, that is an improvement. I am proud of you. And I think we're all going to try to do the same. Whatever it is, it might not be toilet paper roll changing at your house. It probably includes toilet paper roll changing. I'm just going to go out on a limb there. Uh, but whatever it is that you're tempted to gripe about, uh, remember Catherine's email. Remember the little reminder to have the proper perspective. So thank you for that reminder, Catherine. And best of luck to you with While You Were Folding. If you haven't checked it out, add it to your subscribe list on iTunes or wherever you're listening to podcasts. Okay, more feedback. You guys loved me up this week. I love it. Keep it coming. Um, I heard from Marisol by email. And Marisol writes, Hello, Danielle. I am a fairly recent listener. As we are reading your Momnipotent book at our newly established moms group, I started in November at our local parish. What an inspiration your book has met to our group of mamas. Thank you. I was emailing you regarding this week's podcast on date ideas with your spouse. I'd like to share what my husband and I do for our monthly date nights. We too in the past fell into the rut of going back and forth and trying to figure out where to go and what to do until we finally gave up and would just stay home. Each month, one of the spouses picks out a date for their spouse ahead of date night. We thought that was a great idea. And my husband, he was the first organizer of the new date idea, decided to take it one step further and plan to hold date night. But to my surprise, I would not find out what or where we were going. It was so successful and we had such a blast. He first surprised me with dinner at a new restaurant we'd always talked about. Then we headed to a street fair in downtown. And then to finish the evening, he had booked seats to our local melodrama theater. 
Leading up to the date night and on the night of the date, I was on my toes trying to guess what we were going to do that evening. It was absolutely wonderful. The next month, I planned out our date and even hired my brother to be our chauffeur to where he was sworn to secrecy to not tell my husband why he was involved. We look forward to our surprise dates every month because we literally are so giddy and happy not only being together, but the anticipation of what's to come as we are guessing. And it provides us with hints on what our next surprise date may entail. Thanks for everything you do. Well, that's beautiful, Maris. I love that. Um, If that sounds too elaborate to you, listener, on a regular basis, then consider doing it as a once in a while thing. I think um, the the element of surprise, it makes it really fun. And putting the responsibility on one person to plan the surprise really puts the focus on deciding what the other person would really enjoy, which really, I mean, what a beautiful gift that is. And and that's what marriage is supposed to be all about, right? Focusing on meeting the needs of the other person um, and, and looking to please the other person in all that you do. And what a great way to practice that, to model that um, in a way that's really kind of unique and fun. So yeah, you might consider trying it. Just try it one time. You don't have to commit to doing it once a month, but I think it's great that um, Marisol and her husband are doing this on a regular basis. Um, but just try it out one time. Maybe, you know, ask your your husband if he wants to uh, pick two two different nights and you plan one and he plans one and they don't even have to be a big deal. But in my mind, I think the idea of the responsibility for planning being on one person is kind of nice because it's kind of freeing. Like for me, you know, part of the, I don't know, what do you want to do? Like, I want to be sure that we're doing what he wants to do in that moment. But if it's just like, I have the assignment to plan the evening, I'm going to feel free to go ahead and do that and really think about what he might like and um, feel free to go ahead and just take action. And on on the other side, really focusing on what the other person wants is is super nice. And it's a super nice way to kind of balance that, that one person's doing the planning, but they're focused on what the other person might like. So I love the idea. And yep, Dan's going to be rolling his eyes because he's going to be like, did you hear this in a podcast? You know what I'm talking about, Sam Fatzinger. <laughs> when I was with Sam and Marilyn this weekend, we were talking about how we get these great ideas from podcasts, but our family sometimes doesn't appreciate. <laughs> but I happen to know that Sam is on a decluttering phase right now because of podcasts and she's been inspired. So a lot of good comes from what we share on the podcast. We get some really good ideas. So absolutely going to be trying the refresher for date nights. I think it's an excellent idea. Thank you so much for sharing that, Marisol. Okay, one more email from listener Anna Marie, who sent in, Hello, Danielle. First, can I say thank you for your podcast, which I love listening to as I do housework. I'm glad everybody's getting so much work done during the Girlfriends podcast, because I'm not. (laughs) I am getting stuff done by listening to other people's podcasts, though. But I love thinking about people being productive and getting things done, doing their workouts and whatnot, as they're listening to me yammer on here. Anyway, so... Anna Marie is doing her housework. You always manage to be both inspiring and uplifting, which is just what I need to encourage and motivate me spiritually. Thank you. I just want to share with you about a podcast that a wonderful friend of mine has recently started and suggests she may be a good person for you to interview on your podcast. It is called Contemplative at Home. While so many podcasts help us to think about God and how we live our lives for him, hers actually leads people to encounter him there and then through Lectio Divina. She is an American mom of young kids who lives here in the UK 
who has an incredible gift for teaching Lectio and leading people in prayer to encounter the Lord. So those of you who aren't familiar with Lectio Divina, um, it's a like it's a spiritual practice of really focusing on what you're reading, usually scripture, but other spiritual readings as well. And just going through line by line and really just deeply focusing and meditating on the meaning of the words, just a really prayerful way. So I am super interested in this. Okay. Um, she, Anna Marie goes on. She's not Catholic yet, I'm praying, <laughs> but frequently goes on retreat with Jesuits in Dublin who taught her how to pray in a way that she hadn't encountered before in her tradition. I personally learned Lectio before, but it was only in a group led by her that I understood and experienced what our church teaches about Christ being present in the words of scripture as he is in the Eucharist. As a working mom of five myself, when stress, time commitments, and zero willpower rob me of both time and concentration in prayer, I find that her podcast leads me into prayer on a deeper level, even if the only time I have is when I'm ironing. I hope you will consider praying with her on her podcast one day and see whether you want to recommend it to your listeners or even interview her. Um, she includes the link in her email, which I'm going to include in the show notes. I have not yet listened, but I've added it to my queue. So the next time I have a moment... While I'm folding, perhaps, um, I certainly will not be ironing. I, I respect that, Anna Marie. I am so happy for you that you're ironing. I will not be ironing. <laughs> I gave it up years ago, and I never looked back. Um, but while I'm doing something where I have a moment to focus on it, I will. I'm going to be checking that out, and I, I hope you guys will, too, and let me know your thoughts as well. So thank you so much, Anna Marie, for that awesome recommendation. I never heard of it before, and I am really interested. So I'll be sharing feedback in the coming weeks, and I hope that you will to. So if you want to send me feedback, I would love to hear from you. You can email me danielle at daniellebean.com. You can go to daniellebean.com and click the little tab to leave a voicemail right there. No special equipment. You can make a recording on your phone and email it to me, or you can connect with me through Voxer. The link to connect with me on Voxer is in every episode's show notes, so you can find it there. I will love to hear from you. You guys were so great this week. That's a ton of feedback. And it really helps me to know what you're enjoying, what you're listening to, what questions you have, what you have to add. It really enriches the podcast for everybody. So thank you so much for taking the time to do that. And I hope others will be inspired to do the same. And now I am out of my chocolate cherry coffee, so we must be out of time here on this episode of Girlfriends. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to connect with me here, all the ways that you share and give feedback and offer reviews and support through Patreon are also meaningful, but nothing's more meaningful than the fact that you join me here, that you hit play, that you listen to what I'm sharing here and connect in this way. It is so important and helpful and encouraging to me. So thank you so much for your presence here. It truly is a gift to me. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a DanielleBean.com production. Know your worth, find your joy. Find your joy.